In heaven, everything is fine. In heaven, everything is fine. In heaven, everything is fine. You've got your good thing, and I've got Is called How to Be Wild at Heart. Damn. <laughs> If only I knew. If only I too could be wild at heart. I think should... every move, every David Lynch movie should end that way with like the main character saying, I'm Say... title of film. <laughs> And then, <laughs> if, you're really, if you're really a racer head, you'll follow your dreams. <laughs> Maybe the real Twin Peaks was the friends we made along the way. Yeah. Uh-huh. But I'm a razor. No, shit. <laughs> Fucked it. No, I'm Elephant Man. Am I not, am I not a person? I am the Elephant Man. Um... Oh my god. We're on Mulholland Drive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have you seen this driver on? It's Mulholland Drive. Dun dun. Oh my god. <laughs> I thought this was. I thought this was about homosexuals, but it turns out it was a straight story. Hey. Hey. Um. Hello. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Lynchpin, the podcast where we talk about films and also TV by David Lynch, the film man. <laughs> He's got the hair, he's got the face, he's got the writing ability. It's Lynchpin. <laughs> I'm, I'm your host, Charlotte. And um, what do you do when you're wild at heart, but also a girlfriend guy? <laughs> I'm your host, Janos, and this podcast is a symbol of my individuality and oh, my belief no. in personal freedom. That's going to be my one. <laughs> Uh, I'm Jan, and I apologize to you gentlemen for referring to you as homosexual. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm your host, Alec. Um, Janos has very rudely stolen my comical introduction here. Uh-huh. So, what you have to say, hi, I'm Alec, and my sometimes it feels like your dick is talking to me. <laughs> oh, that's very good. Nick <laughs> is like my backup thing would have been the thing that Jan said, so it's, it's tough. It's a tough We can one. move on, we can move on. I'm not funny in real life. I've got Very a very quotable movie for sure. Incredibly quotable movie. Fuck. Sorry, I just realized it's controversy Monday and there hasn't been any controversy. Oh my god. You're right. We better uh, stir something up. Uh Wild at Heart, bad. <laughs> no, but I like that. <laughs> Should I say that Phoebe Bridges sounds procedurally generated? Yes, that's very okay. good. <laughs> I have listened to like a half Phoebe Bridges song, but I will contribute to the Phoebe Bridges is bad actually argument, which I know is wrong. The only mm. accurate, well, not the only accurate, but Evan once tweeted that Phoebe Bridges sounds like uh, if Nick Drake fucked. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's pretty accurate, I think. God. Okay, I'm ready. Um, <laughs> I can't believe it's been a whole week since Fudge Fudgegate. It's um, been a week since Fudge. Anyway, yeah, Wild at Heart. What a movie. <laughs> it's about being wild, but also about having a heart. Mm. It's also about <laughs> Dude's Rock. That's not true. 
it is about dudes rock. <laughs> I don't I, think I it think is. I think it's that dude's bad. A dude, a dude rock sometimes. One dude. <laughs> <laughs> One dude, unafraid to rock in a world that <laughs> tells him no. Uh-huh. <laughs> it says, why are you wearing that fucking jacket? And he goes, no, it's a cool jacket. You just don't understand jackets. And yeah. I really... I really like resonated with this character. <laughs> yeah, of I course. did. Of course, I did think that would be something you would wear. Uh huh. Also, they did. They did tell him uh, you look like a clown in that. So. Yeah, which only good. Um, <laughs> there's a. It's a. They're seeing like this like punk band. But then he punches the dude in the face, and he's like, <laughs> "Yeah, play this song." And they just do like the fucking crooner music. <laughs> they just go straight in. He doesn't even That's tell talented. them the song. That's... He just says, "You have the you fellas have the same energy he had." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Play it, and then they like give him the microphone, and they just start playing the song he was thinking of. It's wonderful. That 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 is probably my favorite scene still of the entire movie. Yeah, that's that's how you're that's how <laughs> just real cool. You know, Nick Cage is real cool. They just know he the song he's going to cool. do. It was. I just loved how they were screaming. I just. It's, Wild. It's because rock and roll is evil. That's the, that's the message of the movie. It sounded to me like it was like one or two pre-recorded screams, only two different types of scream being yeah, played going, on repeat over and over again. Yeah, that was a weird. That whole scene was just because it, it was it was the mom scream, right? Mm. The yeah that people ah. I think yeah okay. that would make sense. It was yeah. a dream moment. It was a dream Ooh. moment. I was like, is this going to be like a sort of Mulholland Drive situation where like half of the movie is a sort of, I don't know, weird dream sequence and actually everyone mm. secretly like worse, which mm. it didn't really happen like that. I was, I wasn't sure where it was going to go. I think mean, um, it's like, yeah, it is like Mulholland Drive in, in the whole like dream imagery thing mm. but there's just no reveal at the end mm. Mm, yeah in the end it's like you know it's nice yeah it's about how you can kill a guy and then you can kill a guy it's do, fine do like some more crime and you get in jail and you get out and the, mm-hmm. the only thing that matters is that you still love your wife yeah that's like the point of the movie is that life may be horrible, but you if you have a wife, then she stops the problems, clown. <laughs> <laughs> You're okay. <laughs> the problems clown uh, do you played want to... by Willem Dafoe. Yeah, Jesus fucking Christ. Oh my god. Chess, do you want teeth. to attempt summarizing what happens in this movie? Yeah, I'll give it a go. Give it a go. Um so Wilder Heart is a story about a cool guy called Sailor <laughs> who at the beginning of this movie just fucking kills a guy in like the first five minutes. Just like oh immediately. The first thing Violently as well. Oh yeah, there's um, like very horribly. Smashes his skull onto the floor. All I could think was that the song playing in that casino is a song that's on the Fallout New Vegas radio station. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Damn. So it was very appropriate. David Lynch is a gamer. Yeah, Uh, yeah, it's like really brutal. Like he, it's self-defense, but like he goes so far. Like he smashes his head. You could just knock him out. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, he's got a tiny switchblade. He repeatedly smashes his head down to the ground until it mm. like huge pool of blood. He, like, smashes his mm. skull in. It's uh, very normal uh, yeah. to, <laughs> to defend. It's a normal his, way. Uh, they, that's like day two in self defense. Yeah. Smash a guy's head. Mm. How do you? How do you really get the brain to like leak out at the back of the head? You know, how, what's the technique to do that efficiently? And then um, he like gets out of jail, and Laura Dern is even more attracted to him. Well, she's like, he didn't do anything wrong, you know. Yeah. He's like, he killed a guy, but like he was explicitly sent by her mother to murder him. So Laura Dern is his girlfriend, uh, Lula, and she's she's very pretty in this. She's very blonde. Um, she wears a lot of like lace. They're, they're both sort of like, <laughs> I don't know, like punks, but like rockers. I don't know. Mm. They have a style the, going on. The whole movie has the vibe of that one uh, Sonic Youth album cover mm. of the like, we killed our parents and hit the road. Like that sort of, you know, yes. young yeah. punk vibe. Yeah, they're going on a road trip because he's breaking parole. Um, mm. Uh, he goes to jail for manslaughter after killing this guy. He gets out. Laura Dern's character, Lula, is like, I'm going to go meet my cool boyfriend who's really nice to me and we fuck good. Um, and her mum's like, you won't because I hate him. Uh, <laughs> even though I tried to have sex with him in a bathroom. And Lula's <laughs> like, well, I'm going to anyway. So then they go on a road trip. Or on the road trip, you know, they will talk about stuff that's happened to them and, like, trauma for a lot of the trip. They just have a lot of sex. They sing songs they beat up some people who deserve it kind of uh <laughs> they they dance they they have fun they also feel sad uh we learn that um uh lula was raped as a like as a 13 year old by a family friend who's this very shady guy who then died in a car accident which was most likely done by her mother um her dad died in a fire which also was pretty much done by her mother <laughs> Um, fire is like a recurring motif so there's mm. a lot of times whenever they light a cigarette um, there's like a close up and a slow-mo on like the, the fire of the match and then also the cigarette burning um, and that's also sort of when they discuss horrible things so the fire is sort of like a trauma thing. Along the way Lula's mother uh, puts a hit out on him <laughs> with a very convoluted like string of like scary guys <laughs> um, <laughs> One of the main one who's like this mobster and he gets into contact with another guy who's called Mr. Reindeer. There's a lot of topless women who like hang around. Um, but to put a hit out on Sailor, she also has to put a hit out on this private detective who she's also sent after them, who she's like dating and presumably loves, um, which she gets upset about. She gets really guilty, has a small breakdown, covers her entire face in lipstick. <laughs> Regular. <laughs> goes to get him they have a nice meal and then he's immediately like kidnapped and murdered um by like three guys from twin peaks yeah there's like a bunch of twin peaks mm. people just hanging around there's also um fucking isabella Rossellini again but they've made her blonde which is like a, a hate crime of some description <laughs> <laughs> but it's like shitty on purpose like it oh yeah, yeah it's supposed to look bad yeah after a while they uh they stop at a uh, a crash site by the side of the road where there's been a car accident um, where, where there is yet another Twin Peaks actress uh, Sherlyn Fenn who is dying after being in the car accident and she's wandering around just like saying random stuff and like her head is bleeding and then she dies in front of them and they're like this can't be a good sign um, <laughs> they can turn you along the road home. 
if that I would, happens to me, yeah, I would, I would, just, that, that's I would be happy about it. Um, they they go to a place called Big Tuna, uh, where they stay at like a sort of motel-y, trailery park sort of place, where they meet a lot of very horrible men. <laughs> We're just like incredibly horrible. One of them is Jack Nance, and he talks about dogs. There's a lot of weird bits in there. So it's a David Lynch movie, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, we'll we'll get to those. I have some notes on on the weird bits. <laughs> William Defoe plays a horrible guy called um, Bob. Bobby Peru, like the country. Bobby, Bobby Peru. He's a bad guy. He was in Vietnam. Um, David Lynch says Vietnam was bad. Uh, <laughs> he he tries he like tries to sexually assault um, Lula, and then sort of leaves because he's crazy. Uh, she finds this very traumatizing for obvious reasons. Um, he he gets sailor drunk, and then he agrees to like do a do a job with him to like hold up a one last a small, job. Yeah, like a shop. <laughs> Uh, so they can get enough money. money so they can get like some money to live on because they're running out of money they don't have any jobs or anything they're just cruising in the car um so, so he does this even though he knows it's a bad idea uh it's revealed that uh bobby Perio is carrying out the hit basically so he does the job and then is also going to kill him with like a shotgun but then a cop stops them um he shoots bobby Peru, who then like Shoots his entire head off with the shotgun. It just flies like five oh meters up. Lands it's, on the ground. it's awful. It's um, like the most, it's the most cartoonish thing I've ever seen. It's incredible. Um, and, and Sailor's like, oh dear. It's like, oh no, poor guy. <laughs> it's great. He's like he talks in an Elvis voice for this entire movie. It's, <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. It's deranged. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then because of this, he gets put in jail for another six years for, you know, attempt of robbery. Um, she goes back to her mum's. Her mum is an alcoholic, etc. Uh, after the detective is kidnapped and murdered, she goes a bit off the rails. Uh, it fast forwards six years into the future. I forgot to mention, but Lula was pregnant and now she's had a child, which is their son, who's called Pace. Um, she goes to pick him up from jail again. And initially, he's like, "I don't think we can be together because I'll just, I'll just hurt you, man." And she's like, "Uh, I, I mean, I have a choice in this, don't I?" Um, but then he runs off and gets beaten up by some male models. He hates crime, but he apologizes. So. Yeah, yeah. He said he, call, he calls them a homophobic slur. But then he learns his lesson after they beat him up, and he sees the good fairy because this whole thing has like a like a wizard of oz angle mm. running all the way through it um which i was like damn there's this sort of fun re- repeated references to uh, uh what did, did i say the right thing yeah i think yeah. so yeah yeah wizard of oz, of oz. Yeah, yeah, the repeated yeah. references to Wizard of Oz. And, it's very um, subtle because I was it's like, like, this is quite subtle, you know, at the beginning. And then as it went on, I was like, this is less subtle. 
Um, the Wicked Witch is there sometimes, who's her mother, and then at she the end, the there. good fairy comes and tells Sailor that he should go be happy, and he's like, but I'm well at heart. I don't know if I can be a good father and husband. And she's like, I believe in you. If you're really wild at heart, you can chase your dreams. And he's like, you're right. I'm going to go run up some cars. <laughs> he runs down some cars, and he finds Lulu, and then they kiss, and the son's like, I love that my parents are singing on top of a car and then they sing Love Me Tender. Yeah. Uh, and that's the end of the movie. Which is like set up and payoff earlier when he sang the first Elvis song mm. uh, in the um, like uh, hard rock or punk club or whatever they were in. Uh, afterwards, like Lula said, but didn't you say Love Me Tender is your favorite love song? And then he says, oh, Peanut, I'll only sing Love Me Tender to my wife. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, they're gonna get married mm. now. It's nice. Pace is a shit name for a kid, by the way. <laughs> Pace is a nothing name. The, the names overall, like Sailor and Lula. Sailor, Sailor and no. <laughs> that might be. I don't think we can blame David for that. No. That's probably from the book. Yeah. Pace is probably also in the book. Like. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I think so. I wonder how insane the book is uh, compared yeah, to Yeah, I had no idea. I had no idea that it was based on a book at all. So. And Apparently it's based... it has a sadder ending. Mm. Oh yeah, that's possible. Um, that's what he said, because people were like, this is the thing that I always bring up, people were like, this ending has to be like an ironic statement on David Lynch's behalf, where he's like, ooh, but you see the ending, it's like not real, but that's because no one understands David Lynch and they want him to be what he isn't. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, he's just completely sincerely like, I like it when the ending is happy yeah. and I think it's nice. Um, so he changed it so it'd be happy because he just, he thought it was better. Um, so that's what he did. Mm. Oh, apparently, yeah, this guy Barry Gifford wrote like an entire series of, of Sailor and Lula novels. Mm. Uh -huh. Oh, wow. That's a That's, a, that's, a that's okay. That's yeah. all right. I think one is enough. I, I think so, yeah. For, like, this is for, there's so for, many for of these. There's like one, two, three, four, five, six more oh, of wow. these. Like, I'll be honest. I, I love Laura Dern to death. Nicolas Cage is having fun, but these aren't exactly like rich characters. You know, they're not yeah. like terribly complex. Mm, I no, mean, no, no. he believes in individuality and personal freedom. <laughs> mm hmm. And he loves Elvis. That's already like more character traits than most uh, movie characters get. No, but you're right. I think they're they're like supposed to be like, are at least the way David Lynch writes them in this movie. I don't know how they are in the books, but like these just supposed to be archetypes. Clearly, yeah, I got that feeling. Yeah, also. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very like I'm gonna do an actiony sort of movie. Um, like the beginning is so funny when it says wild aha and it like does like the oh yeah the words come up. <laughs> that was incredible uh, yeah I just thought he was like oh I'm gonna do a, a dark romantic thing mm. but it's sort of satirical but like sort of well, that's not sort of, it's, that's sort yeah. of his thing is presenting these like yeah. these sort of fantasies but then flipping them on their head and showing the dark underside of it mm, yeah, yeah like yeah. you have this whirlwind romance road trip but then like oh no we see a, a car accident and like this girl who is who dies in front of them and it's like 
actually road trips are bad and people get hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, people just die. Yeah, yeah, I think it's supposed to be like a lot of it is supposed to be like grotesque and absurd, yeah. but like not necessarily like ironic or detached or something. Mm. Yeah, I did feel like yeah, a lot of the sort of standard Lynch themes were coming through a lot, but it felt it felt different to me for a while, and I couldn't quite pinpoint what it was. But I think there's just like more energy to this one. This felt much more alive. The film was just sort of always moving. There was a sense of momentum sort of all the way through they're always on the move there's you know there's like this inevitable disaster that's going to happen you know when they get caught by the hitman or whatever it just yeah. felt like it was you know it's rock and roll it's always on the move yeah and there's there's just like repeated motif of like the world they live in is just incredibly horrible mm. um and it's like the their relationship is this sort of positive thing that they both are like very invested in and they both get a lot out of but like everything else apart from that is just bleak and awful um and like they turn on the radio and literally everything Mm. is news about like murders or eating bodies or like rapes or like horrible events um and they just want to dance man they just want to have a dance (laughs) by the side of the road um even fucking um Oh, Harry Dean Stanton in the hotel just casually watching, you know, hyenas oh, for yeah. the part of wildebeest being like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, which brought me up to another point, which I thought that this, not all, not for like the whole thing, but a lot of this did remind me of um, the, like The Return. Mm. Um, like there are bits of this which I felt were very, were very similar to The Return. Um like thematically like a lot of the gangstery stuff where it just reminded me of bits from that and like mm. the the random yeah. attractive women with the sort of guy reminded me of the return mm. and that bit reminded me because that's literally what um laura's mum is doing in the return she's just watching like animals yeah. eating. Like, yeah. oh yeah it's like almost the same clip i'm not sure if it is the same clip <laughs> but it's like very similar yeah i mean because hmm. it feels like the the kind of like society statement of oh we watch animals just tear apart each other in the media like media is just full of violence or whatever mm-hmm. <laughs> but i guess you know i'll allow it for david <laughs> david gets it's... a free ride because he's well, got I... something actually to say <laughs> yeah. yeah and it's really um... good with like harry dean stanton's character because um harry dean stanton like plays this guy in in like I don't know, he has, like, such a laid-back, calming presence in this mm. movie. Mm-hmm. He's just like, oh, dear, my girlfriend has accidentally embroiled me in a death thing where I'm going to get <laughs> shot in the back of the head. Oh, dear. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> They're doing some weird yelling sex <laughs> thing again. <laughs> Jeffrey Horn is here. Yeah, he's here as well. Yeah, there's, there's also, there is definitely, like, some, um, you know, it's, it's David Lynch theming. There's some, like, blue velvet weird sex murder stuff mm. going on here. Yeah. There's the, um, like, motive going on about, like, women who were abused and are now, like, hypersexual. Like, that's... Yeah. That's in... That was in Blue Velvet. That is in Twin Peaks. Yeah, and I think she... There are... I don't know, there is some, like, Laura Palmer elements, I think, to Lula's character. Yeah, yeah. he likes to... He's doing his whole thing where he's talking about violent, you know, violence and sexual violence against women 
uh, quite a lot. But then also her like mum is a big evil character in this, which is sort of slightly different to how he normally does things. But like there are horrible mothers like that do pop up sometimes, mm. I think. Yeah. Uh, this one's particularly evil. <laughs> this is very but, evil like, and sad. she's played by like Laura Dern's real life mom. Mm-hmm. Is, is she, she really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's incredible. That's hilarious. Okay. That's wild. That, he does a great yeah. job. He's very just over the top, giving it a yeah, hundred. Yeah. I knew I was going to love that character. I think one of the first scenes, <laughs> she just looks dead into the camera and takes a, finishes a whole martini in like one go. Oh yes, yeah. Direct yeah. eye contact with the camera is always a, a winner for me. Doing evil oh. martini drinking. Yeah, it's like ah oh, right, okay, I know where we're going. What with do this. you think, audience? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, God, no, she's that's... she's really good. Like the. The scene where she assaults Sailor at the beginning is played really well. It's, mm. you know, kind of a tough scene, I guess, to watch, but she's she's very good in, in it. And then, like, later on, like, the whole, like, lipstick thing. Yeah, that was, um, that <laughs> was something. Or the part where, great. yeah, where she becomes, like, really scared for Harry Dean Stanton uh, because she realized that the killer she set on, uh, <laughs> Sailor had in his in his agreement that he's also gonna kill uh, Johnny, like Harrison Stanton's character, which is yeah cool. Which like he never she she said like kill this guy and he said okay, but I'm also gonna kill Harry Dean Stanton and she's like no, d- I just want you to kill Sailor and he says oh I'll kill Sailor. And that's just where the conversation ends. Like, I would have clarified. Like, it's like, Dad, okay, and also do that thing you said? Also, don't kill that my scene boyfriend, is also, Harry Stanton. That scene is, is so good. Like, that's one of, also one of my favorites. Because the, this guy shows up. I think Salos was his name. Yeah, Salos. Uh, Salos shows up. And then uh, she, she's like, I want you to kill Sailor. And then he's like, um, he points at his forehead and says, bullet through his forehead. And she says, yes. And she, he says, no, from the back of his head, g- g- bullet coming out, uh, bake breaking his nose. It's going to destroy all his internal brains. And then she's like, oh, mm-hmm. you really know what you're doing. <laughs> Wow, it's, it's nice to have a professional when you're looking for, like, household help. Absolutely, she's yeah. so <laughs> captivated by this, like, yeah. uh, anatomy Back presentation that he's giving. Yeah, this, well, <laughs> this film is, to, to not be cliche, but this film, it's, it's wild, you know? It's, it's pretty wild. At, at, um, its, at its core... Mm-hmm. It's, it's pretty <laughs> untamed. <laughs> what's another way? Of, what's another way of saying the core? God, the just the. Uh, <laughs> its essence is um, <laughs> yeah. volatile. <Uncontrolled>. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wild at heart and weird on top. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This. Uh, I think this has like out of so out of everything we've watched. This this is the one that has the most like like just by the numbers the most like insane bits. <laughs> I, yeah, think, like, yeah. I thought a raise ahead was you know a raise ahead is a raise ahead but this is really like the wilder film I think. yeah <laughs> that i was gonna i did just have this note which was um that sailor dances like mac and always sunny 100 percent, 100 percent. i agree <laughs> with you on that the fight dancing he just like fight dances he just does like karate it's all just karate kicks, and karate and kicks. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god god <laughs> it's so um, funny 
Uh, I'm just looking at some of the things I noted. I wrote on some of the Wizard of Oz things, like the the, the scene where Jack Nance shows up uh, yeah. and is being incredibly weird for like 30 seconds and then is never <laughs> in it again. Yeah. He, he tells them this story. He said, my dog barks some. Mentally, mm-hmm. you picture my dog, but I have not told you the type of dog I have. Perhaps you might even picture Toto from the Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the dog was the mother of the kid. Oh. The, I don't know. Um. <laughs> and then, like, later, the like, you know, there's all the obvious stuff where she's, like, at the beginning, there's, like, this sound of a woman screaming, and then she's, mm. like, uh, don't you always... Uh, think the wicked witch of the east is chasing you and sailor is like no what are you talking about <laughs> it's like you're so funny i missed you yeah. <laughs> and then later on like we actually see the wicked witch of the uh, of the west or the east i forget where is this uh, east oh east i don't know and which one Pretty is sure the good west Brenda. <laughs> i'm gonna look this up because this bothers me now wicked witch of the <laughs> oh there's two of them one gets hit. What well, the one that gets a, a a house on her is the east, what? and this one's the west. I'm gonna say it's the, the east one. It's the west one. Yeah. So the the yeah. wicked witch of the west is chasing me, and then she like shows up in a scene mm-hmm. where they're like driving at night, and she's just flying there. Mm. And then like yeah, a, so. a sadder uh, thing is when um, when Bobby Peru uh, is like sexually abusing her or like at like at least attempts it uh later she's just gonna like when he's gone she just starts like clicking her shoes together Mm. yeah which are red yeah yeah Yeah. um yeah well there's like a there's this repeated thing where she she hears like the cackling or she hears like wind noises like the hurricane and the wizard of oz whenever she's like thinking about something traumatic um, and she she always says she hears wind when she's like thinking about cigarettes because the cigarettes remind her of like the father the father the fire that killed her father um, who was lit on kerosene and set on fire uh, and her mother was the one laughing so the, I think that was, I think those are the screams uh, yeah. in the fight scene or when he was singing uh, right. yeah there you go and um yeah and and that sort of like that sort of appears to her when something horrible happens it it goes to a like a Wizard of Oz metaphor or like reference for her. Um, and there's like other bits, like she talks about her cousin, Jingle Dell. Yep. <laughs> oh my God. That's, oh my that's God. another incredible scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is like this sort of sad, this sad guy who has like some sort of um, mental health issue and dresses as Santa all the time because he wants it to be Christmas and he thinks aliens are after him. But the alien is him, really, because. <laughs> You know he's alienated, uh, but they don't—they don't say it explicitly. But they get very close, um, and uh, she, so she's telling she's telling all this about her cousin, and then he one day disappeared. You know he went to or he went to Oz or whatever, and she tell she tells all this to Sailor, and he's like, "Damn, if only he could have gone to the wizard for some advice." <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, "Yeah, if only we all could." It's like I don't think that's the point of the wizard. It was. <laughs> The wizard doesn't give them great advice. <laughs> um, yeah, I like wonder if like oh, the God. the point is that Sailor doesn't know what <laughs> the wizard doesn't wants. Doesn't have a clue. He's never, never seen, seen the film. <laughs> <laughs> um, At the end, like where... the good witch or whatever 
what, what is it that shows up? Is it the Good Witch? Yeah, the, the Good Witch. Witch. Glinda, Glinda yeah. the Good Witch. Yeah, when, when the Good Witch shows up for him, Surely. who's played by Laura Palmer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, the, he just doesn't know who that is. <laughs> He's like, damn, there's, there's, a, there's a witch here. That's wild. Um, yeah, and, and also there's like a yellow brick road, which is where they see the crash site, mm, which yeah. is where things sort of get worse for them. Um, and there's you see like the road with the yellow lines on it a lot when they're in the car. It's just like there's a lot of references. I like, think in the, all lips, the time. in the lipstick scene, it the it pans down to the mother's shoes and they're like curly like the witch. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. they are. Um, and also at the end she throws a glass of water on the picture yeah. of her mum and it defeats her um, and it's sort of like she disappears like, yeah. in like the photo like steams as well yeah like like the witch um, yeah. this is very explicit it's so <laughs> much just at the beginning I was like this is subtle um, yeah no, at the beginning you're just like oh right so they're going to be weaving in these little you know nods or whatever that'll be an interesting thing to sort of keep an eye on but no it's it's very uh, there yeah, that's yeah. how like uh, you know your your regular you know David Finchers or Stanley Kubricks they you know your your regular boring filmmakers they would do like subtle <laughs> sort of the Oz references where it's like just a small visual clue but that's not how David plays it he's just he's just gonna actually put her mom dressed as the Wicked Witch of the West just like flying on this over the screen yeah. Uh-huh. It's always fun to have a director who just does not give a shit, just yeah. throws it in wherever, yeah, it's, unapologetically. He's so good. Um, he was like, when I made it a happy ending, I was worried that it would be seen as commercial. <laughs> right. Okay, David. Like, I thought people would think this was a commercial film, and it's like, uh. if, they've, if they've reached the end of the film, I'm pretty sure they'll be. You know, that's not apparently a it got when it, it got it was very poorly received. When it came <laughs> apparently, out. booed at Cannes, but still won the Palme d'Or. So that's really funny. <laughs> that's, honestly, like if a film gets booed at Cannes, that's the highest honor it can receive because Cannes is the worst fucking crowd. But the return got the first bit of the return got booed, didn't it? I mean, was it the return? I thought it was Firewalk. Firewalk I feel like anyone booing. can just go to Cannes and boo anything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so like. You know, that's, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to Con and boo every movie so they can say, oh, did you hear it? This movie got booed at Con. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's just fucking wild that, like, no regular cinema you would go to if if that was, if, if cinema still existed. F. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, like, back when uh, we used to go to the movies, never I never saw anything being booed because normal audiences are not like that. But... In, yes. in Cannes, like the city of film snobs, everyone is just rowdy as shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're just like ready to have their opinion uh, known. Yeah, you know, <laughs> everyone in Cannes only goes to the, goes to see a movie because they hate movies. Yeah, <laughs> that's because they're in France. Um, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> French people feel no joy. It's true. Uh-huh. I just had the Wikipedia for Wild at Heart open and it says Wild at Heart is a road movie which includes allusions to the Wizard of Oz and Elvis Presley and his movies. So that it? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's descriptive. I yeah. Mean, what more do you need? Exactly. It's just, yeah. This movie's just stapled together with Wizard of Oz and Elvis uh. and cigarettes and boobs and it's just a big heap <laughs> yeah okay so it didn't get it got 
cheered at Cannes, but like when it won, then it got booed. Oh, okay. Um, All right. Okay. With okay. film critic, film critic Ro- Roger Ebert leading the vocal detractors. Oh, shut up, Roger! <laughs> oh my God, what Enemy did he give it? The show Roger Ebert. Yeah, I, yeah. I am gonna like declare video games as art just to make him mad. Yeah, I will. I've seen. Um, no, I think he got that moon. one right. I've though. played to the moon. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, you you played. I've seen you play Heavy Rain, and I played Heavy Rain. I know video games are out. Yeah, um, yeah. It's it's a wild movie. There's a very funny thing where it's like funny but not funny. Where uh, Sailor's like, <laughs> when did I start smoking? I guess when I was four. It's like, oh yeah, uh, mm-hmm. cool. <laughs> also, my my mum had died of lung cancer by that point. <laughs> And there's there's multiple bits when he's like shocked or stressed, but he'll just light two cigarettes in his mouth and smoke them at the same time. That was a very good bit. I oh, like that. So cool. He does it when she says he's pregnant, and yeah, also yeah. when he's in jail the second time. You know she's she heavy smokes when a lot it's... when she's pregnant. Yeah, yeah. I thought because I, I was obsessing over the cigarettes thing a little bit, the whole fire thing that they you know focusing on the lit end. Yeah. I thought, oh, if she's pregnant, is she going to stop you know smoking the cigarettes? That's no. sort of like a, a that's a thing that will symbolise her trying to remove herself from this like trauma or whatever. But nope, she just smokes as many as she yeah. was before. No, yeah. I, did they know about that in the in 1990? Who knows know when this is set? Yeah, that's <laughs> not a question. I mean, the, the fucking you know the music they played before they play Alice is like more it's like 90s contemporary i guess i don't know which time this is this is a david lynch movie so it's always like set yeah. in like no time mm. oh <laughs> what okay another like trivia on the wikipedia is while the heart features the chris isaac song wicked game for which a music video was made directed by lynch and featuring scenes of and sailor and Lula, there's a that's not a sentence. Featuring scenes of Sailor and Lula interspersed with black and white footage of Isaac performing the song. Wow. Okay. I don't remember <laughs> nice. hearing Wicked Game in this movie. Huh? Was that um, the song? No, this is played. I remember this. What was it called? Wicked, Wicked Game. It's the Wicked one that's game. like no. I can't go that high. Oh my god. <laughs> Where it's like he's like, no, I don't want to fall in love. <laughs> um It's a good comment. song. Oh, I think I heard this. Do, do. Yeah. I, okay. I guess I, I think I assumed that was a um it was a battle of menti joint. Yeah, because he's here. The the music is great in this movie. Like uh mm. I think even for a better Amanti soundtrack, it's 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 a standout. Like even out of out of the ones he wrote for uh, for David Lynch. Like I, I noted the scene where they um, where they encounter like Sherilyn Fenn's character who dies. It's like this almost Twin Peaks esque. Like it kind of reminded me of Laura Palmer's th- theme, where it's like this 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 piano that is like swelling up, and it's uh, it's beautiful. And there's like yeah, there's that yeah yeah I can picture it. In my ear, ear brain. Uh-huh. <laughs> in your concerto in of the mind. In my mind's ear. I what I my mind's say. ear. <laughs> yeah. I mean, podcasting is basically where we're like always going into our mind palace and like rewinding the movies back and forth to like find mm-hmm. the bits that we want to talk about. So It's true. I'm nine layers deep into my <laughs> meditative state right now. I have no idea what I'm saying. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. 
I want to say there is like a reference in this to One-Eyed Jacks, which I was like, okay. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because One-Eyed Jacks wants to go shopping at the seafood store, which is a... What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> I, I think that's a horrible metaphor for sex. I Maybe? Oh, my God. They say he's shooting, she's shooting a porno movie. <laughs> I can really There's... just like... I don't know, maybe we can do like some more analysis, but really the thing I want to talk about most is just like random, unrelated, very weird bits. Like, yeah, there's there's a guy at the beginning where they like go into a bar or whatever on the road. Yeah. And and there's this guy who like speaks with a helium voice. Yes. (laughs) Oh, my God. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's just there. He makes some duck quacking noises. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I thought I I was like, what? And then he says something about pigeons. (laughs) And they're like, yeah. yeah." And then he never, yeah, and then he disappears. Yeah, they always like, there's always like this weird characters who. Maybe he's a munchkin. Who start like telling (laughs) some stories that like not even only side characters like also the main characters who who will tell like these stories or these these i don't know facts about pigeons i guess or your dog that are that seem completely unrelated from the rest of the movie but it's still like dive deep in like there's a there's a part after that where uh, nick cage tells a story about how he had a, a boner with a capital o <laughs> Bono, oh. <laughs> and it's like the story that just goes nowhere like he just talks about how stupid thing to say <laughs> it's, so it's a sexy story he tells her this sexy story about having sex with a woman and she's like now i'm hot let's go have more sex which will be some of the same clips from previous things. Uh-huh. Yeah, they do reuse it. They pull a Tommy Wiseau and pull a... <laughs> they do! <laughs> yeah, oh my god, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I thought, yeah. And speaking oh of Tommy Wiseau, like, the entire story he tells about that girl, because it goes nowhere, right? Like, the entire story <laughs> is that there's this girl he was with who was really hot, and then he was, like, grabbing yeah. her ass from behind, and then she says, oh... Ain't you a bad boy? And then we cut back to like Laura Dern saying, "Oh, ain't you a bad boy?" And then he says, "Well, oh, that's what she said." Don't you love that? Wasn't that a great line? It's so good. So funny. And he's like, "Once they got those orange trout, those orange pants off her, and then she spread her legs real wide, and she said, take a bite of the peach sailor.'" <laughs> and Laura Dern loves it, but. But this 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 whole story just gave the same vibe to me as that scene in the room where like that fifth grade like not fifth grade that that like character who is like a side character of a side character I don't know what his name is Mike tells a story yeah. about how what's her name Lisa's mom finds me underwear <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. I think I, th- this might God. lose like the last of our listeners uh, uh-huh. but I really think like the only filmmakers who get close to David Lynch are Tommy Wiseau and Neil Breen <laughs> I, I, I feel the... like Tommy Wiseau yeah Tommy Wiseau's yeah, no. vibe is very similar but like by accident yeah, yeah I was gonna say like... do you feel like that closeness is intentional in any way i don't think so uh or or maybe like no i think they're just they're just not aware of it like they're like they they just uh like like with neil breen he just creates these scenes that could be that that are like very eerie 
in a way mm-hmm. that is completely unintentional or that he himself isn't aware of, which I think is fascinating. Like really, the only difference between the, the differences maybe it's because like the the thing I said earlier that David Lynch is not as restrained as other filmmakers. Mm. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing that, that, like, you know, if you're like a Neil Breen type or Tommy Wiseau type filmmaker, you won't have any restraint or subtlety. It's just that you need to be like either really good or really bad to be able to pull that <laughs> I off. I think that's. The, I think that is the difference that like David Lynch can show restraint. That like mm. you know it would be like like if every movie David Lynch made was eraser head mm-hmm. then he yeah. would be as maligned as you know as neil breen or tommy Wiseau. yeah but like you know he has he can direct a normal movie and do it you know normally well, like yeah. right well right like like uh elephant man mm-hmm. you know he can he can do things normally massive quotes normally um and then also <laughs> like because then the weird shit has weight to it. If it's yeah. happening in a normal world, if everything, if it was all just a weird world, then it would be like, I don't know. Bad. Yeah, the world, the world is grounded in some respect. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. There's also, um, he, when he does that sort of weird dialogue or whatever, it's supposed to be sort of alienating and slightly off-putting, whereas Tommy Wiseau just doesn't know how people yeah, exactly. talk. <laughs> just never that's heard just a human Tommy being Wiseau speak before. To <laughs> just, uh. He thinks that's normal. He thinks it's high drama. <laughs> yeah, but I, no, I think this, it really is like this weirdness that can like either be intentional or unintentional, and David Lynch uses yeah. it like as a weapon, whereas f- for others it's like completely by accident it's a byproduct of mm-hmm. this yeah sort of but it's also like yeah. a, a tommy Wiseau or, or a neil breen isn't like a paul ws anderson right like they're not just regular bad filmmakers it's <laughs> yeah it's a very specific kind of uh, yeah it's almost art in its own yeah. way isn't it it's like outsider yeah, yeah, yeah. art <laughs> yeah yeah uh, what did we think of bobby peru what a fucking madman. <laughs> did not like, did not like to look I at, did not like to listen to. Did not care for him. <laughs> did not like no, to be aware I, of in general. I was, look, up until the point where he, like, started assaulting yeah. Lula, I was like, this guy rules. He just comes <laughs> in like, hey, can I take a piss in your toilet? Or No, he says, can I piss in your head? I don't mean your head, like, in your hair. I mean in your toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you say Ed then? <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah, did. I did feel. Then, yeah, but then I did feel bad. from as soon as he appeared at the door that it was probably yeah. gonna mm. gonna go. That yeah, way. yeah, um, yeah. It's a classic, a classic Lynch style thing. It's a classic Lynch character. Like I think, the yeah. Willem Dafoe is a great choice for it. First of all, like he. He is oh, a absolutely. he is a guy who uh, who you believe is the most evil person in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, just <laughs> naturally, the fucked up teeth. Yeah, yeah I watched a, I watched an interview that he was a part of where he, he sort of explained how him having the teeth in, how once he'd put those dentures in, it sort of left his mouth open a little bit. How that whole 
that basically changed his whole body language and his whole sort of like attitude towards the yeah. character. And I feel like you can feel that 100%. This sort of like lascivious man just with his mouth sort of like with his lips apart all the time. Oh, gross. Yeah he, yeah, he emanates so much like... Sleaze. Yeah. yeah. Like the yeah, the yeah, way yeah. His, his hair is like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or just by just by the way he... At the moment he is not doing something incredibly evil. He just has this like really careless smile on his face. Yeah. It's, mm. it's eerie. Like, like, like the scene where he and Sayla are like driving to get a beer and then he's gonna mm. make him the offer to, to do this bank robbery and... Uh, mm. And like allude to you know Lula being pregnant, but like before that, when they're in the car, he just like you know smiles and like whips his head yeah. to the music or whatever. It's all it takes is a look, just one look, and you get it. Yeah, mm. and then of course yeah, the exactly. the scene where he like blows his own head off is just <laughs> incredibly funny. It's fucking wild! <laughs> he blows his head off and blows a guy's hand off, and then the dog runs away with it. <laughs> Also excellent. I forgot about the dog. The dog. <laughs> the oh my god! That was the scene. As I was watching the movie, and that entire thing happened, I had to like rewind like five minutes and watch the <laughs> the, the entire thing again because I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Like they're mm-hmm. just because they have this agreement that they're you know gonna do the clean do a clean job, no killing. But they have like these. Mm-hmm. Stockings on their head that don't do shit. <laughs> They're not. You can still see you. Entire face is visible. They just they, all they do is make Bobby Peru look even more fucked up. Yeah, it makes him look like the like the PS2 uh, <laughs> adaptation of Wild at Heart. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, he does get a Resident Evil type face. Yeah. All just one texture on a face. <laughs> yeah. That's a very good way to describe that. And then, like, Isabella Rossellini, who is, like, into him, I guess. Mm-hmm. She just thinks he's nice. She waits in the car, and then a cop shows up, and they, they're just chatting. Like, the, the cop clearly, like, knows that something's up, and she just tries to, like, deflect. And then, like... Yeah, she, well, he keeps asking questions, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah, but, like, in a way that, you know, he clearly just tries to, like stretch it for longer until like whoever she's waiting for appears mm. and then they're like in in this bank or whatever and bobby peru is just like shooting the guy for no reason and then he points it at <laughs> sailor and says you're next fucker away. they could have gotten away he just kills a man they could have no gotten reason. away with it he just <laughs> caused problems on purpose <laughs> and I feel like even when he blew his own head off, he did it gleefully, and he would do it again. <laughs> yeah, he was loving it. <laughs> that he was, was like, his plan. The very it's time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like when 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 like Sailor runs away because he wants to he wants to shoot Sailor first, right? Because he, he said like when he's like your next fucker, he's about to shoot Sailor, but then one of the bank guys is pointing his gun gun at him, and he just turns around quickly and shoots the bank guy, and Sailor uses that to run away, and then Bobby is just like starts chuckling to himself. Mm-hmm. He just loves it. <laughs> he's just like this is incredible. <laughs> God, what a guy! Like seriously, if he wasn't a rapist, I'd be so behind him. He's because otherwise he's re- really fun to watch like yeah i mean he obviously he he's awful but that's like why he's enjoyable as a character right it's just that he's just this very 
He's like, um, he is sort of in some ways similar to Frank. Yeah, yeah. Velvet, I was going to say, just yeah, like, yeah. He's just like a super evil fucked up dude. He's just like, he loves it. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is who he is. Um, although he likes himself more than Frank did, I think. I yeah. think I so, feel yeah. like we learn more about We learn more about Willem Dafoe in this than we do about Frank. True. You know, he was, mm. you know, he was in the Marine Corps, you know, where they killed a bunch of women and children or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And I Fucking think... was in Nam. I think, like, Frank has this, like, tortured side to himself. Mm. Where he's, you know, and he also has this, this Oedipus complex. And he's, like... I feel like Frank is kind of a deeper character in, in yeah. a way that he's... He's, you know, the yeah. evil that has demons in his head or whatever. Mm. Um, but, like, oh, right. or he, who is also tortured and has this, these, like, weird vulnerable moments that are also incredibly fucked up. Like, you know, when he is the Roy yeah, Orbison yeah. son. Mm. And Bobby is just, like, he's just evil. <laughs> he's just evil because he's played by Willem yeah. Dafoe and he has to be. <laughs> and he's already, at this point, he's, like, the seventh or eighth uh, incredibly evil guy who shows up. Yeah, everyone's yeah, evil. Was something I was thinking about, like, yeah, the whole the Santos guy just kind of he's that uh, for a bit falls by the wayside. Like after they mm. kill Harry Dean Stanton, does he show up again? Um, I don't think so. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, at uh, the prison. Yeah, he's at the prison when they oh, go to yeah. collect at the end, Yeah, because he hug he hugs Lula. He's like, give a hug to this guy who you kind of know who's like a a murder <laughs> and she's like i hate this right, right. i think okay, i think i read yeah. somewhere that that the uh, santos yeah 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 j.e freeman was a uh, cast for it a day before they started shooting oh my god all right so it's sort of <laughs> makes a bit of sense he that he made, right. maybe he wasn't in it very much <laughs> he's okay he's he's a better version of hank from twin peaks for me oh yeah because uh, yeah, yeah like that's true him and Lula's mom have kind of a Hank and Josie Packard story going on in that like he uh, was hired to or, or he was like complicit in killing her husband uh, mm-hmm. in the fire and now he's back uh, but I feel You're like this to... works better than Josie and, and Hank because both mm. actors like give me more <laughs> I think more to care about. He reminded me a lot of um, the season two Renault brother, you know, the other one. Oh, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, oh yeah. yeah. The next Renault. The, fan- <laughs> the fancy one. <laughs> what do we think of Mr. Reindeer? <laughs> Mr. Reindeer. Wow. Mr. Reindeer. Uh, he left such an impression. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. He hangs out with naked women, and that's the pretty <laughs> they seem, wholesome they, activity. They seem I to suppose. be having a chill time, to be honest. <laughs> Yeah. Like, party. They seem fine. Excellent yeah. first scene with him just having a shit. It looks like just on the loo. Yeah, she's like, she's like dancing and he's just on the toilet. And he's like, mm, oh god, enjoyable. And then another time he's on the phone and there's two of them that are like behind him, just topless. And one's like, she stole my comb, and the other's like, damn, what a bitch. <laughs> I hope that was that was just the actresses just talking. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> not in character. Didn't even He's have the like, Excuse me, I'm on the phone. <laughs> uh, like once uh, again, like incredible. I'm. I didn't even notice this that much before, but this seems to be like one of the big David Lynch things. Is that like all the bad guys are like connected to like this entire like universe of bad guys in mm-hmm. in ways that oh, yeah. is mm-hmm. never gonna web. completely make sense. Like you're never gonna be 
yeah. able to completely understand the criminal system. Like it's gonna be, mm. it's like this in Blue Velvet too, and it's gonna be like even more of a complex system in Mulholland Drive. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like that's what that's what those scenes uh, made me think yeah. of. I don't nebulous, yeah, interconnected. Yeah. It's really just there it's... to show some tits somehow, like. It kind yeah. of seems that way. Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> mm. yeah, we can just have more. You could say it's like a, a thematic thing, maybe, and be like, you know, there is like, there's this sort of exploitation thing going on here. Mm. But you could also be like, damn, tits. Damn, tits. <laughs> they- that, was me. that was me watching this movie. Yeah. Like, mm, damn. damn. <laughs> some, some, new, some more. Okay. Yeah, how did you feel when, like, the, the Laura Dern was on screen very very i was looking i was looking with my eyes (laughs) 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 they do that's that's sort of like what they do they're just like damn i love just having sex Mm -hmm. on the road you know it's it's a good time yeah nicholas cage has a sweet dick apparently like that's the (laughs) thing she says (laughs) yeah it's kind it's kind and it's nice It, it is i I do like their relationship. I was, I was yeah, rude yeah, yeah, in the yeah. end. I was like, yeah. damn, he will beat up anyone who is like gross to I her. Did like and the, she loves it. I did <laughs> like the bit in the like meanderwear story, or the the like peach time story. Uh, yeah. That that he told <laughs> where he's like, uh, and and then she said to me, "I ain't gonna suck your cock." And then Laura Dern is like, "Oh, poor baby, she missed out." Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. <laughs> uh, I will say, I'm thankful. I was worried for a second when he was like, and then she took off her pants. I was like, "Oh, is this gonna get transphobic?" And it didn't. Yeah. So thanks, same. David Lynch. Mm-hmm. Thanks, David. I I, you, I, David. I also really worried it's gonna it's gonna he's gonna do an Ace Ventura there, but mm, yeah. I didn't think of that. I, for some reason, I just thought it was. I think I thought it was gonna go where it was going, which was nowhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> so and then we. I thought he was gonna be like, and then we had sex, and she was gonna be like, "Dang, that's a great story, honey." Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just spiked my audio there. <laughs> Um, but I do think like Laura Dern is like the hottest anyone has ever been. Uh, that's true. <laughs> in, in a movie, in this one, like it's yeah, it's unreal, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she is very hot. They're both real <laughs> hot in this film. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And Nicolas Cage is like, I don't. I guess an angle I sort of watched this movie from was like Nick Cage is like the ultimate fantasy bad boy. Yeah, because like yeah, you know he's tough and he sings, but he also he's got that tender side, his individuality with his jacket, mm-hmm. and then yeah, like I said, the, the the fantasy is revealed, the the dark underbelly is revealed, and mm-hmm. you know because that's what he does. Yeah. That's what David Lynch is about is the dualism or whatever. Yeah, mm. but yeah. it's not like because because like the the reason why he fails is uh is like bobby peru on on the one hand but also like him being worried about well now lula is pregnant and we're gonna have to provide Mm. for the child somehow like that's the card that bobby plays on him yeah that's that's how how he gets him to do this job 
and it and it goes so and and the part where like he surrenders to the cop he's also like oh lula i really did you dirty on this one it's yeah he's like um, i really fucked up yeah it's kind of sweet i was like oh yeah 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 his motivations are always you know at this point in his life it seems yeah to be you know going in the right direction but like up to that yeah. like because at the beginning okay he he gets jailed for manslaughter i guess but then like when they he's a manslaughter hmm? not a murderer not a murderer just a manslaughter not a murderer don't be dramatic <laughs> but, but but then when they when they get on the road and and they do the he does the elvis thing that that to me like we talked about it in the beginning before we actually talked about the movie it was just a standout such a standout scene but that like Elvis scene uh, th- th- to me just shows because because he does the thing where he like points at the band and they they get they they become quiet even though he's just a guy there but then they mm-hmm. they they become quiet and then he does his whole monologue about uh, individuality and the belief in personal freedom and then he like gets the micro or then he tells the band to play big to play to play uh e and and, and like this entire <laughs> they thing they just play one one note for the entire but like this this thing that he like commands <laughs> the band around him is just you know to me it just symbolizes how like everything goes like according to him he's in control even of things he shouldn't be in control of like what the band is yeah. playing mm. like they immediately know what song he's thinking of yeah, and they do like backup they vocals do backup and vocals. everything. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> what a range this band has, honestly. Oh, that's so yeah, because it's such a like it's not true what he says. Like he says to them, "Fellas, you have the same energy as E had," and it's not true. They didn't have the same energy as Elvis. They didn't sound anything <laughs> like Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> it's about vibes. You know? <laughs> it's vibes. It's vibes. Also, the the dance he does. In that club scene, <laughs> it's so good. He he just he, I know it's like the the boxing into the air. Uh, yeah, yeah, Mac, Mac, Sunny. <laughs> yeah. It's always it's always yeah. Sunny Mac fight fight dancing, the karate dancing. It's just so good. Yeah, there's a like that scene that scene later where they do it again, where the radio like only plays horrible, awful news stories, mm-hmm. and it's like Lula is like. Sailor is like sleeping in the back of the car, and Lula is switching in the through the radio stations. And every th- every single station, like it's not just it's not just that it's just the news, but every single one of them is like horrible, awful murder news. And I I, I yeah. wrote down like some of them. Like wh- one of them is where a guy named Roy uh, was like they were they were gonna speak him free, but then they found out that Roy had had sex with the corpse. Like what? Yeah. Mm, mm-hmm. And then there's a different story about how they're gonna put fucking tortoise in this is in the water to like clean the c- clean the clean the air or something, and then they were gonna put they're gonna put what in the water? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Tortoises are not the things that are in the water, right? Like they're turtles. So <laughs> <laughs> I think it was like some reptile. Yeah, <laughs> and then they're like, next they're gonna put crocodiles in there to devour floating corpses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just corpses. It's a real that. woman who swallowed the fly kind of situation. 
yeah, in, the, yeah. in this rainforest. Get rid of the corpses. Like, this is what I was saying before about like this world is like our world, but even worse, where it's just constantly awful. And she was like, "There's there's a hole in the ozone layer, and it's gonna like burn us yeah. all up, like mm. a like an X-ray." I like that line. Um, I thought that was good. Yeah, she's just very good. Um, every time Laura Dent's talking, I'm like, "Let's let's hear what she mm. has to say." Yeah, her voice is really good. Like, I don't know if this is like yeah. her natural the accent great. or if she like puts on an accent, but it's very convincing. It's very good. To I don't hear. think it's a natural accent. I think they have like a, a sort of southern. Um, mm-hmm. And it's like there's like a southern bell sort of accent mm. thing going on with her mum. Yeah. Um which I think she sort of also has. It's like a southern a southern drawl. Mama. Yeah, at one point she vomits on the floor. <laughs> pretty bad. It's pretty bad. It sucks. Um, it smells for several days <laughs> as they know. Yeah, everyone everyone talks about it. I guess it's like the the concept of her pregnancy is like represented by this constant smell of vomit where it's like <laughs> overrides everything and they have to think about it all the time. <laughs> I felt like I felt like this film was funnier than any of the other ones we've seen before. Whether that was oh, in- yeah. intentional or not, I had a lot more laughs. They were obviously awful, awful, yeah. also awful bits, but I found myself, you know, yeah. laughing at it a lot more than the others. And I like that. It's just same here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I can't really call it a fun movie because there's like some really no, awful stuff yeah, yeah, happening yeah. in them, but there's there's fun scenes in it. It definitely feels yeah. more like an adventure yeah, than, yeah, yeah, other, yeah. than the other movies. Yes. Well, Dune was pretty adventurous, I guess, but yeah. it, it, that's a different... <laughs> no, but like it is a, it is a road movie and it does have that road movie stuff of just like going to wacky locations, meeting wacky characters and having like wacky killers on you, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was pretty wacky. Yeah, let's see. <laughs> oh, should we talk about the hate crime? <laughs> <laughs> I guess, sure. Yeah, so he does a he does a horrible hate crime in this, um, and I was appalled for twenty seconds. Yeah, <laughs> it really caught me off guard. <laughs> <laughs> Look, killing that guy at the beginning, I can't let that pass. But saying a homophobic slur, I, that's where I draw the line. I mean, I'm always saying on our other podcast that homophobic slurs are the funniest slurs. <laughs> Actually, it's fine to say them. <laughs> <laughs> as a as a gay person, it is a, it's okay for me to find it funny. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's incredibly funny. <laughs> like that one, like that one Dean Martin song. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, everybody looked that up. Anyway, um, it's such yeah. a good scene where where they like start following him, and then he insults them, and they beat him up, and then the like good witch appears. Yeah, it's just. Uh, he's just lying on the floor hallucinating and they're all just like hanging yeah. around <laughs> she's wearing like this Halloween costume <laughs> they're like just having a moment yeah they're like well who, who are we to get who are we to get in the way of a man having like an existential breakthrough mm, you know yeah. and they're right um, also it's an interesting thing about the Wizard of Oz thing that I'm just discovering on the Wikipedia now is that it wasn't in the book it says it was at this point that the director's love of the wizard of oz began to influence the script he was writing and he includes the reference Holy to the yellow brick road and then he started like putting more and more of it in uh, he <laughs> that says is so funny Lynch <laughs> says about it, it was an awful tough world and there was something about sailor being a rebel but a rebel with a dream of the wizard of oz is kind of like a beautiful thing <laughs> i think so i oh 
Yeah. I do I do love this about David Lynch though. That's apparently one of his favorite movies. It ah. makes a lot of sense to me. Um because I I think he genu yeah, I, I think he genuinely just likes like nice stories which are like sort of cheesy and he also loves that sort of period of history. Um and I think of filmmaking. Yeah, it's kind of the ultimate like golden era of Hollywood. Mm. Yeah, he loves that shit. <laughs> like, I think he's skeptical of it, obviously, but like he also really likes it, um, right? Which is probably why he's so skeptical. Yeah. I think. God, but this is this is the most big big brain thing, because he he says he like, the reason why he put in the Wizard of Oz is because he didn't like the original ending. He says it doesn't mm. seem real considering the way they felt about each other. Yeah, he believes in love. And, and, and then he's like, "How do I? How do I improve on this sad ending? Maybe I put in the the good witch from the Wizard of Oz." <laughs> the actual good witch, Glinda, <laughs> from the Wizard of Oz. Listen, oh it's just his, it's merely his subconscious explaining to him what he's gonna do. You know? I think no, I think it was diegetic. I think it was. Okay. I think so. <laughs> it's what happened. Yeah, she rocked up. She was there. Yeah. That's why All the, the gangsters mm-hmm. are too. We just <laughs> didn't say shit. That's why the people like just waited for him to to have his moment because they also saw the good witch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's see. So it says originally why the tart featured more explicit erotic scenes between Sailor and Luna. In one, she had an orgasm while relating to Sailor a dream she had of being ripped open by a wild animal. Huh. Mm. Interesting. Oh, I'm 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 on uh, Letterboxd right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rat Pitt, who I follow, has a review. Uh, not sure why we're getting that Harley Quinn and Joker spinoff when the ultimate she was fearless and crazier than him. She was <laughs> and God help you on your Oh my God! Story God, this is so true. Oh. <laughs> this is so true. Oh. Like their their entire like. Because it's it's about them having a lot of sex, but I don't know. Like Nick Cage's character, always like it. How do I describe Nick Cage's acting in this movie? <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> so good. Because it feels uh, like for a Nick Cage performance, you know, it's it's very restrained for a lot. For a yeah, lot he's not time. going yeah. that crazy, um, but. He's doing a good job. It's not. It's not wildly out there, but it's it's very specific. Yeah, got, you know. There's, there's mm. a very, and there very are still like yes. those, those crazy moments, doing. like the physicality, like every time he, you know, does his funny dance, or, or you know, in the mm. scene, the, the scenes where he's singing, uh, yeah. that's like that's like where he goes the most out there. But otherwise, he's like kind of for the ultimate bad boy. He's also like kind of a soft boy. Mm. He is a soft boy. He's a soft hard boy. Like I think, uh, I think Lula is much more like openly like wild and rebellious than him. Yeah, she's like, I hate my mom. I want to go fuck now. Yeah. And he and he's like, tell me about things that happened to you. <laughs> let's t- let's smoke some cigarettes and just have a nice conversation. I missed your wild brain. <laughs> it's nice. Yeah, all the, nice all the scenes of them in night. hotels, just like, you know, in bed together, it always, they're just very cozy, very nice. I do they love all their, all their conversations where one of them tells a story, because it's always like, uh, like 
everything like like we said the thing about the you know you should ask the the wizard of oz for advice but like always like nick cage's reaction to her stories are always like huh interesting it sounds like you got a little <laughs> confused there <laughs> it's like never never a, a, a wild reaction to them or something it's always like hmm okay mm. interesting that you're, you're telling me this now interesting yeah he's he's a, i think he's like a character i like he's just very he is very restrained a lot of the time just in his acting and like in his reactions which i think is yeah it's it's cool and it 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 works, I think, for the character. Obviously, he's Elvis. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he, he just talks like Elvis, but yeah, it's cool. <laughs> What a great guy. What a perfect boyfriend. I don't even think I've seen Nicolas Cage in much else to, to sort of bounce off other performances of his. Hmm. I've seen clips of like the meme stuff, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Adaptation is pretty good. Like that's That's one of his good performances. I've seen um, National Treasure, okay. obviously. Yeah. Oh, National Treasure, yeah, of course. I've, I've seen clips of Conair. Uh-huh. <laughs> it, did it happen <laughs> while you were reading a webcomic? Yes. Um, <laughs> I've, I've seen bits of Face Off, but I haven't watched the whole Oh, no, I have off. seen Face Off. Oh, wow. Oh, there we go. Okay. Oh, I just it. remember the yes. iconic scene where he's like, they will take his face off off <laughs> that was a film i had uh, apparently repressed from my memory <laughs> yeah no that's yeah. how it goes Masterful. yes this is restrained for nicholas cage yes yes <laughs> yeah so apparently uh i i saw something here about the oh yeah it says at the first test screening 80 people walked out during a graphic torture scene uh, but lynch decided not to cut anything and at the second scene 100 walked out during this scene. <laughs> uh, scene it was does, does when it uh, Harrison Stanton was tortured. Oh. And he said, like, after that, he cut it to the degree that it was powerful, but didn't send people running from the theater. Okay, so it was, like, I, I appreciate worse. that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. It was graphic yeah. enough. You know. I feel like, yeah, message mm -hmm. received, given on what we've got. As it yeah. I wonder if the, the sort of graphicness, gra graphicity, the amount of graphic sex and violence is, like, why uh i couldn't rent this film anywhere uh-huh mm. okay like, you know most, yeah. like nearly every movie you can buy it on youtube and that's usually what i do because i i don't know i i guess like i had to pirate this uh i mean uh fast ship the dvd uh <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> you had an uncle working at david lynch who sent it to you yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but that was just mm -hmm. a strange experience like not even on like i don't know amazon or itunes or yeah, just anywhere. couldn't find it anywhere mm -hmm. just nowhere yeah that's wild yeah maybe it is just because it's i don't know it's i i don't think it's anywhere near as bad as um blue velvet yeah was. i was yeah. gonna say i feel like no i was much more profoundly you know moved by the stuff that happened in blue velvet than in this even if you know the the, the content is similar Mm. Blue Velvet was a little more distressing and a little yeah. more visceral, yeah. I think. Whereas this was, Maybe. this was mostly like, well, um, but like I don't know. I was like, this is fucked up, but I'm not like. Blue Velvet went out of its way to, to show watch. that uh, sex is evil and mm -hmm. bad. 
Yeah, so, exactly. Whereas, whereas this was like, like, sex is yeah, good. It's cool and, and fun. You should do it, yeah. Yeah. Also, fuck your parents. They are terrible and you should leave them. Yeah. <laughs> it's a horrible world your and a, the, uh, your mom killed your the only two good people are these, these two, whom one of them is a manslaughter, but it's fine. <laughs> feels kind of bad about yeah. it maybe it's fine look maybe, sometimes sure. <laughs> sometimes someone uh tries to attack you and the way you react is to bash his head like 50 times into the ground <laughs> until his brain starts spilling out it's exactly. you do what you have Effective. to do yeah who among us can't relate you know did any of you think that the editing in this movie was a little wild there was mm-hmm. yeah like um I think I mentioned it in the chat, like, he says, you're a piece of shit, and it cuts <laughs> to the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> There's, like, a ton of time, because uh, the editor in this movie is Dwayne Dunham, who's the guy who directed, like, episode two of Twin Peaks, which also had, like, some really wacky editing. And and in this one, there were, like, a ton of scenes so where there's, like... So when we meet Isabella Rossellini's character for the second time... And like Bob Peru walks in, and there's this portrait on the, this photo on the wall of like her and the two people who tortured uh, Johnny. <laughs> and then we get a mm-hmm. two second insert scene, like cutaway scene, seeing these two characters again, uh, like yeah. shoving their tongues down each other's throats. And then we cut <laughs> back to, to, to Isabella Rossellini, like. <laughs> I feel like some of the editing was like, oh, do you remember these characters? Yeah, that specific thing happened a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. Cut very quickly to something happening somewhere else and then cut very quickly back again. And and the same thing was in that episode of Twin Peaks where it's like, I don't know, like Laura Palmer's mom thinks thinks about Laura and then we get like a three second scene of like Laura uh, before she died or something like. Yeah, I think I remember that as well. You know, it's it's all right. <laughs> I definitely noticed it, but I, def- I, I didn't think it came out of place at all. No, it wasn't distracting. It just felt yeah, a little yeah, yeah. wackier than um, than normal. Than normal. Yeah. Wackier than Blue Velvet, I imagine guess. If, imagine if that happened in uh, Elephant Man. <laughs> <laughs> Elephant Man's like, I was abused all my life. And then it flicks, flicks back to like all the times when he was abused. And he's like, remember that? Man, there's really um, nothing funny about Elephant Man. No, that film <laughs> had really. very little humor in it. <laughs> no. It was a really good nah. movie, but it's somehow more fun to talk about Wild at Heart. Because Wild at Heart is just a fun movie where fun things happen, yeah. like murders and torture and stuff. And he like does a little flip out of his car and then dances. Oh, that was very cool. I was very impressed with that flip. It's like a like a handspring. Yeah, pretty good. It's just it's just a fun, sexy adventure. You know? Yeah. Yes. And it's and it's a Christmas movie. <laughs> so uh it is a Christmas movie, yeah. Classic Christmas movie. <laughs> uh yeah, it does it does end with the power of love winning over everything, which is there's nothing mm-hmm. more Christmassy than that. So Yeah. Like if we he gets up and sings on a car. Yeah. If we accept, like, The Wizard of Oz as a classic Christmas movie, which is also, like, doesn't take place at Christmas, but does have the Christmas spirit, right? Or is, like, a a movie that is 
this is a classic Christmas watch, I think. And wh- why not do a double feature with Wild at Heart? Yeah. So you watch like you, know. you watch like Wizard of Oz, and then you watch uh, Wild at Heart, and you you're really gonna be like, oh, I get the references now. Yeah. It's actually if you play the audio over uh-huh. uh, Wizard of Oz, it syncs up perfectly. <laughs> Ah. <laughs> just like dark side of the moon Damn. <laughs> just like the last two episodes of the return yeah god it's perfect perfect movie perfect movie five out of five it's yeah i really like this Bit one long. like i'm i don't give numerical ratings but uh yeah, yeah. okay but i but if i did it would be five out of five <laughs> No, I'm really glad we watched this. Uh, I think I think it's time to to critically rediscover Wild at Heart. Like I don't see people talk about Wild at Heart the way yeah the way yeah, people yeah. have like critically yeah. reexamined uh, Firewalk with me. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Where, where is our? You know, maybe that's what uh, Wisteria is. A, mm-hmm. a sneaky wild at heart the return Ooh, wild. oh <laughs> you know wild at heart, the return. Wild at heart, laura dern nicholas cage both still alive uh make it I, happen i would love like i know we just said an hour ago that we don't want uh more of sailor and lula's adventures but i i yeah, do think was, it would be interesting the if david lynch <laughs> came back to them like as older uh, Sailor and Lula as like current day Nicolas Cage and Laura Dern mm-hmm. which by the way there's only like three years of difference between them so good job David Lynch to cast like two lead actors in a romance who are like age appropriate, age appropriate. <laughs> yeah yeah are they, are they supposed to be only that nice. far apart in age in the film I think so yeah I think there's yeah. I think Sailor's yeah, yeah. supposed to be only a few years older than Lula like, they're like, oh, I yeah. didn't know what you were doing before I met you. But they're still, like, supposed to be, like, two young people. Yeah, she's an adult. That's, yeah, feel positive about that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a... I don't know if Nicolas Cage is ever, like, attractive, attractive. But he's, like, appealing here in a way that he isn't <laughs> normally. <laughs> yeah, I did see your tweet that was, like, Laura Dern is very hot. I will not talk about Nicolas Cage. it was pretty funny when he was he was gonna do the fight at the um at the concert um he had was he wearing eyeliner he just looked very wild he did (laughs) he looks insane in that scene it's so funny he looks very emo like Um, he has the emo peter parker hair yeah he does. Uh, he does this pointing thing where he points at people and it's like dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to get you. He does that in the first again. scene, like right after he beat up the guy, he lights a cigarette and points. Yeah, he points at um, yeah. the mom and then he does it when he's at the club and the guy's being uh, being creepy to Laura Den. It's... And she she's like, it's fine. You just like... And you just like hit on the wrong one. Yeah. She's like, you know, it, it's don't worry about it, but <laughs> just how it is. Like usually in movies like this, you'd go like, you know, just because the guy thinks he's being cool, it's you know, you're supposed to see it like from a distance perspective. You know, good fella. Yeah, is the... this toxic masculinity? No, it's just it's just cool. cool. <laughs> <laughs> like it's pretty cool when he points at people. <laughs> 
the, the snakeskin jacket that is a symbol for his individualism and uh, his uh, belief in personal freedom yeah kind of a whack thing to say that you believe in individuality and i like you know as a post-structuralist we'd usually be like oh individuality isn't real but you know i believe it in in this case <laughs> i and i understand the need to wear like a powerful yeah. jacket um <laughs> yeah it, no, i think that's a, yeah that's yeah bread for all and roses too like yeah i think we should all have a jacket that makes us feel sexy and cool yeah, made of snake snake skin. Um, <laughs> uh, what? A, yeah, a great movie. A great movie. What do we think the theme was? Was it just like love conquers all? That I think so. You know? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Think, yeah. yeah. Given that, as yeah, as like we said earlier, that the characters are sort of basically reduced the sort of archetypes. Really. Yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. I think it's okay for the theme to be that simple. Yeah. You could say that, like, her mum's downfall that sort of destroys her is the fact that she chooses violently putting a hair on her her (laughs) daughter's boyfriend over the love she has for the detective guy. And Mm. that's sort of, like, you know, Mm. that that ruins her because she's very sad when he's then murdered. Yes. (laughs) But, like, how do we reconcile Mm. that? Because I feel like the, the way The Wizard of Oz appears so much in this movie like can we somehow reconcile the themes of the wizard of oz with this movie or because this is this isn't uh, this isn't like an ironic commentary on the wizard of oz right it's it pretty much feels like no david lynch is like look wizard of oz he just likes it just likes it (laughs) i mean he just likes the wizard of oz like it's not like i don't think there's a I, i think that's the theme is that <laughs> David Lynch likes The Wizard of Oz a if bit. you're going to take away anything from this movie. But let's like, look, because the, mm-hmm. the Wizard of Oz is about how the magic was all inside you all along, right? Like, they're going on this journey. Everyone, each of them, wants something they think they don't have. And they think the wizard is going to be able to fix them. And then they meet the wizard, and yeah. he's just a big charlatan. He he's just he's an imposter right but it turns out you know the straw not straw man what's he scarecrow <laughs> scarecrow already I mean, had a brain a and um, tin man already had a heart it was all inside they just didn't look so i don't know i guess is, is it the love they have for each other that was with them all along but they weren't looking for that i think they just had to like I don't know, overcome, I guess, in some way, which involved mm. going to prison. I think he made a mistake when he did the hold-up. Um, oh, you know, that's that's a good point, yeah. Um, because he didn't, you know, he promised to her that he wouldn't do anything fucked up again, and then he sort of did. Um, and then he went to prison right. for a while. <laughs> <laughs> it's good, actually, we think... Uh, prison industrial complex is good and when you come out of it you, yeah. you become a better guy and now you're <laughs> you're a better person now you're you ready the, to be you a see father the good witch and it's fine yeah yeah i've been to jail for six years i'm finally ready to be a father <laughs> to my child finally ready to raise my son with a stupid name <laughs> and uh i can't remember what it's called i was like is his name peg is he called peg <laughs> no he's peg. pace like the salsa that's in pace God, there's a Peg boy. scene towards the <laughs> end boy. 
<laughs> where he where he like meets his child and he wants to leave them and he just tells him like one story <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> can you remember what that was i'm trying to find that it scene. was like like some like i don't know oh shit it was better win was before something. they fill us full of lead or something like that it was something that someone said to the calico yeah. kid it was like a cowboy story and i could not follow it yeah <laughs> it's just oh yeah i found i found the bit it's fa- it's fatherly advice <laughs> He says, if ever something doesn't feel right to you, remember what Pancho said to the Cisco kid. Let's win before we're dancing at the end of the rope without music. Mm. <laughs> All right. It doesn't explain That's who Pancho and the Cisco kid are to the six-year-old. Also, that's... <laughs> yeah. If something ever doesn't feel right, just remember, don't die. <laughs> yeah, I guess that is pretty good advice, Dad. Thanks. Thanks, thanks, my absent father. I will always remember this. <laughs> if you're ever in trouble, just uh, just win. <laughs> Simply win. But it's like their entire thing. Like, you know, he, they they lost a little when he when he got jailed for six years. But at it, at the end, he got to sing "Love Me Tender" to her, and she liked it. Yeah, and. Um, I thought it was yeah. nice. Oh, I forgot yeah, the really good nice. like that's uh, that's a classic Nicolas Cage moment though when when he like after he had the um, good witch vision and then he's like gentlemen I want to apologize for calling you homosexuals but more importantly you made me remember something very important and that is Lula and then he like just like shouts shouts her name like fucking Stanley and Street kind of desire. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good movie. Uh, good it's movie. A nice flick. Is, yeah. Is that a, a summation of our feelings on Wild at Heart, nineteen ninety? I I think so. I think for me, yeah. it's a good. Like I say, it's a big. It's you know sexy and thrilling and and you know there's some fucked up bits that uh, uh you know everybody had fun. Yeah, yeah. Would recommend. I am smearing lipstick on my face in honor of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely covering in it. Um, yeah. So, I think that's all we have to say on the subject of yeah. Wilder Heart. And look, you might um, think Nicolas Cage is homophobic, but but it's funny. It's, so it's, it's fine. fine. And at least his. <laughs> He's still not as homophobic as Dean Winchester, and that's that's all that matters. Yeah. Can you imagine if, like, okay. I, I feel like the the thing that would have made the supernatural finale better, not to talk about that again, would have been <laughs> if if Dean had said, "And I feel sorry <laughs> for doing a hate crime at Castiel." Yeah, if he called him the F word, but then also apologized <laughs> afterwards, I think that would be more touching than actually what happened. Uh, <laughs> Uh, okay. I don't understand, and I am okay. With <laughs> yeah, no, I've never changing. I've never seen a single second of Supernatural, and that's all good. Uh, all good with me. Yeah. I watched the yeah. I watched the first episode and said, "Ah, oh, well, they'll be <laughs> that's good for them." <laughs> <laughs> that's a complete story for me. I, I haven't watched any Supernatural. I just delight in the, the Supernatural fandom burning after that scene. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I just delight in people getting uh, upset at something. Mm-hmm. I just love drama, you know. Yeah, we all love drama. Love That's drama why we and do chaos this podcast. And, uh, <laughs> misery and and yeah, blight. I do think that like uh-huh. Castiel. Uh, making Castiel canon but also homophobic is going to be something that brings me joy for the rest of my life. Like <laughs> when I'm like, I remember it in sad moments. Yeah, sure, when I'm yeah. like sixty and you know my grandchildren are running around, <laughs> they're like, <laughs> "Grandpa, tell us something that brings you joy." <laughs> That's what I'm gonna oh tell God. them about. <laughs> you're like well it's a long story but there was this show called supernatural that was really fucking bad and it and in the end it was both gay and homophobic which is the best <laughs> thing anything can be <laughs> uh okay okay thank you for listening to this episode of linchpin on wild at heart by david lynch <laughs> <laughs> Um, next time we're doing season the first half of twin yeah, peaks season does. two yeah. So-called good half. The good half. Mm. <laughs> We're gonna do up to the bit the murderer is, like, caught, right? Like, up to the bit yeah. that Laura Palmer yeah. is resolved. That, that yeah. is the yeah. end of the good stuff, so yeah. Which is, I think, I think nine episodes. Yeah. The nice part day. where... Yeah, yeah, nine. When Redacted dies. Yeah. Yeah. And they go, damn, I can't believe it was ghosts in his brain all along. <laughs> I can't believe it was. <laughs> And then the show Damn. immediately um, gets worse. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> not not um, sixty seconds passes before <laughs> it all goes off the rails. Yeah, Beautiful. which is going to be very exciting. Sad to be not watching something new, but this you know this will tide me over on new content for a while. Mm. I think. Yeah, it was good um, to watch a movie I have not seen before. I would say this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, the way my brain has been this year is that I barely got to see like new stuff right like mm. i yeah i don't think i've seen a single film that came out in 2020 oh wait did did portrait of a lady on fire come out this year i don't know might be might be early this year know. my whole no, sense no, no, of time no. for this year i have seen one i have seen two movies that came out this year one of them is sonic the hedgehog and the other is artemis oh fowl so Oh my god, I forgot about oh I forgot about both of those films. Oh I watched that yeah. yeah, that was that was that was an experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, like I've mostly been like rewatching stuff. If I even watched any movie, you know, and otherwise I'm just consuming like anime and visual novel stuff, but rarely get to see any movies, so it, it was good to see a like new to me movie. It's it's an experience that you have to adjust surprise. yourself to not know what's gonna happen for two hours. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> throw yourself at the mercy of a of a new experience. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I thought fun to watch, <laughs> fun, good to see. Um, okay, we will we will see you next month uh, with, with the twink, with the twinkie. We'll see you mm-hmm. next year. Happy 2021 kids. Three days, yeah. I guess. I'm going to bang this episode out before that. So, so this okay. like reference to next I year see. works. <laughs> yeah. Um, but until then, um, 
Goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. Be, stay, uh, stay wild at stay, heart. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> remember Let to... Let your heart be wild. Remember to express your individuality wilding. and personal mm. freedom. Yeah. Be sure to kill yeah. six or seven snakes and make a jacket. <laughs> <laughs> To show that you're an individual. Yeah, this is my individually murdered snake jacket. Um, <laughs> okay, Bye. goodbye. There's a land that I heard of once in a you dare to dream really do come true someday I'll wish upon a star and wake up where the clouds are far behind me where troubles melt like lemon drops away above the chimney tops that's where